Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Adrian Abraham and Ryan Huang. Time now for the breakfast brief where we track the latest headlines in the region and the world. Yeah, Ryan. first, Adrian, what are you doing here again? Back again. Um, <laughs> Elliot has a few more days of leave to clear. So um, be stuck with me today and tomorrow and then I'll be on leave on yeah, Wednesday. If you're wondering where Elliot is, he's clearing leave. And in the SPH, all financial year is at the end of August. So you've been seeing probably some of us clearing leave and we'll probably be back to a more normal pace next month. Yes, certainly. So, Ryan, what are we tracking this morning? All right, so on the cards, of course, we head into the week of a very interesting Friday, to say the least. Uh, And this is off the back of the Jackson Hole Symposium speech by Jerome Powell. So he said some hawkish comments, and that was a 10-minute speech enough to just send markets down big time. And we are talking about S&P 500 down 3.4%. The Dow lost over 1,000 points, in fact, only five stocks on the S&P 500 were in the green. So let's dive into what he said exactly. So it was all about inflation and data these days. And mm. on that front, he's saying the Federal Reserve's actions to control inflation will bring some pain to households and businesses. So stand by for more pain to come. So some investors and market watchers took it to mean that, you know, rates will stay high for longer. And he also addressed the speculation that the recent some signs of softening of price increases in July might cause the Fed to slow its pace for interest rate increases. So he pretty much threw cold water on that thought by saying he still saw strong underlying momentum in the US economy, suggesting that it has enough capacity to absorb rate hikes. And he also said restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some time. And the historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. So it looks like he's going to be erring on the side of hiking rates more rather than stepping on the brakes too early. Yeah, a lot of focus on Jerome Powell and the Jackson Hole um, Economic Symposium. Uh, what else are you tracking in the US? Because I know there's a lot more than just the mm. symposium that's come out. Yeah, so when we talk about data, it's all around indicators. And here's one that's going to be watched, and it is the US Conference Board Consumer Confidence Survey. Mm. And this is coming out tomorrow night, and okay. we are looking out for an improvement in consumer confidence to a reading of 982 compared to a previous reading of 95.7. And this is significant because consumer spending in the U.S. makes up more than two-thirds of the U.S. economic activity. So it's going to be one of the drivers if there is upside surprise in the data that could lift the sentiment in the markets, especially after a huge plunge. People might think, hey, it's time to buy on the dips or maybe it's time to get in and it's not as bad as what it might suggest. Uh, so, the consumer confidence data will be a very important road sign in the way how the Fed might be reacting down the road. And on Wednesday, we have the Chinese data mm-hmm. that will also paint a bit of a picture for the global economy. And we've seen how it has been going through so many headwinds, the COVID-19 lockdowns in some places. We've also seen how the power shortages in some cities has helped back some of the factories from opening and just going about business as usual. On those fronts, it seems like it has eased up a bit, uh, but we will be getting some data that will give more indication 
in the form of the PMI data. This is where we'll get a look at the manufacturing sector, which is expected to remain in contractionary territory. Some improvement, though, expected in the services PMI, where we are looking at perhaps the improved inbound travel to help the services demand. So a slight expansion perhaps on the services front, um, but the manufacturing front perhaps will still struggle for quite some time. And of course, we've seen how um, there have been rate cuts by the PBOC and other measures. For example, the stimulus to the tune of $146 billion announced recently to help with infrastructure projects. So that could be going some way to helping the PMI numbers down the road. Yeah, heat waves, uh, power outages, but also the zero COVID-19 policy, which has really affected China. Let's hope things start to look a little better in the days to come. What about in Bali, the G20 environment ministers are meeting? Oh, I would love to be in Bali right now. Mm. And that's where you've got a G20 environment ministers meeting up. Uh, They'll be talking about, of course, what's happening with the climate. So more than 200 delegates, the G20 group pretty much, uh, will be meeting in person to discuss... uh, um, that communique. And of course, all this leads to us November when we will have the G20 leaders, including possibly Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin and his counterparts talking shop. Yeah, very interesting coming out of Bali. I'll be in Bali as well. But I think rainy season, sure, you're, right? You're about Bali this week. Uh, not not this week. Uh, later, later. They're meeting this week. I would rather be in uh, Bali uh, for the weekend. Uh, Mr. Najib Razak was in the news last week. He's been given a 12-year prison sentence for his involvement in the One Malaysia Development Bahad um, scandal. His wife is now facing a court ruling. Yeah, we'll see if he has some company in the form of uh, Rosma Manso. Of course, she is the wife of Najib Razak. She is set to receive a verdict on Thursday on corruption charges related to government contracts handed out during her husband's administration. Of course, Najib uh, himself lost his final appeal last week and he is set for 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. There are people appealing to overturn that decision, uh, but it looks like it's fallen on deaf years. OPEC Plus monthly meeting as well, right? Yeah, so this is where we will get the monthly talk around oil production. Of course, in recent months, we've seen how the OPEC Plus group has been steadily gradually putting production back into the market at a very gradual pace. Uh, The tone has changed somewhat in the past month or so with Saudi Arabia saying, hey, it's maybe time to tighten production. Uh, This is with a view of how they believe the fundamentals in the market are not matching what's on the ground in the sense that there's so much speculation it's been driving prices too low and they think tightening supply will help to bring prices back to a more um, I guess fairer level for them and this is also in the backdrop of how Iranian supply might join the market again so even more supply and that's going to be hinging on any resolution in a nuclear deal with the US so that's one to watch as well so Oil prices could be in for some choppy trading in the coming days. Yeah, it certainly looks like that way. We started with the U.S., we made our way over to Asia, and now we're back at the U.S. for non-farm payroll. Uh, that's for the month of August, Ryan. Yeah, so we wrap up the week on Friday with U.S. data. I think this will be one of the big ones to watch out for. Uh, we've talked about how the U.S. jobs market has been quite resilient despite all the talk about a recession. So the payroll numbers for August will be watched very closely. We've seen how 
they have surpassed expectations for four straight months since April. So another blowout reading could raise the risk of even more aggressive tightening because the Fed will say, hey, the labour market is doing okay, maybe I can afford to tighten more. So in this sense, good jobs numbers may not be good news for the market. So Friday will be another... Uh, data point to possibly drive market sentiment. Yeah, certainly it will be. Right on the earnings front, uh, I'm looking at Lululemon as well as Hewlett Packard and Campbell Soup. Yeah, well, winding down the earnings season, but still quite a few interesting names to watch out for. Today, you've got Pinduoduo, the social media company in China. And on Tuesday, Hewlett Packard Enterprise, HP, Chewy, Best Buy, Baidu, ITE. Baidu as well, yeah. Futu, which is of course the guys behind the Moomoo app. Uh, on Thursday, we've got Broadcom, Campbell Soup, which has been raising prices. And you have Lululemon. That'll be the one we'll be keeping a very close eye on because of some of the trends playing out. You know, how people have been in the past few years staying at home. Just exercising, but, working from home. And buying a lot of active wear. Active wear, leisure wear. Maybe they could see them wear their yoga pants to the office. But this will be, I guess, an indication of how trends are playing out for Lululemon and if they are able to continue their momentum coming out of the COVID-19 stretch. So that'll be on Thursday. Yeah, also, I mentioned um, a few times already, but, uh, you know, let's talk about it um, very quickly. Uh, from today, masks are optional in most indoor settings. I want to ask you, did yeah. you wear your mask in your cab this morning? I actually felt quite strange just did you wear, wearing did you wear off. Oh, you wore a mask, mask off? Okay. So walking around to take the cab and then into the office, I just felt something was missing. Yeah. Something on your face. <laughs> so I think I'll take a few days to get used to it. Yeah, no, I still uh, wore my mask while in the cab. This is just, I mean, it's a habit, but also because some of the cab drivers I've been talking to, I know they don't have to enforce it on the passengers, but I think, you know, we'll just keep everyone safe. But also, uh, it's not only in private taxis and buses, you don't have to wear it. Also, flights and ferries to and from uh, the destination that don't need mask wearing on board. Uh, retail areas in MRT, LRT stations. Naturally ventilated bus interchanges. Also, retail pharmacies within a mall. But masks are still needed where? Public buses. This includes boarding areas of indoor bus interchanges. MRT, LRT services, uh, flights and ferries to and from places that require mask wearing on board, healthcare facilities, TCM specialists, GP dental clinics and residential care homes. Yeah, so pretty much public transport, stand by your mask if you're heading anywhere. Yeah, keep your mask, particularly, I mean, have to take the train, right? Anything else you're tracking, Ryan? Now, that's pretty much it. And we'll pretty much uh, get up to speed with the rest of the events um, in just a few moments. Yes, uh, Ryan will be back with a finance update just after 7.30 a.m. Keep it right here. Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.